Podcasting from their dining room table in California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm oh my stretching. gosh. I'm stretching. What are you stretching your mind or uh, your soul? My, my back. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. Harvey was sorry, Cecil. Uh-huh. Harvey was trying to get in the door. I'm okay. And no okay. <laughs> I'm all stove up. Stove? Uh-huh. What's that mean? I'm all crankly. Your who's crank what are you talking about? My body's all crankled. Like a french fry. What? Uh-huh. I don't even... I started doing yoga. I just really just made it laying on the floor. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, so you do you do savasana. I think that's what it's called, or shavasana, or something. That's when you lay on the floor uh-huh. well, at the hell, end I'm, of a yoga session. I've been doing that my whole life. <laughs> just... No idea. It was exotic. It's not exotic. Uh-huh. It's just a yoga move. Uh-huh. You know? Trying try to put myself in a camel clutch. What's hurt, a, I hurt my back. What's a camel clutch? Oh, uh, no. is that? Are you talking about sex moves? No, I literally tried to stretch <laughs> my back out the way the Iron Sheik would do to his opponent. Okay, listen, uh-huh. Cecil, don't yeah. get snappy well, with me. Go. All right, get out of here. We got the I, I don't know. Just, we got the vapor oh, my God. We'll get it from here, bud. Where's your Tylenol? Okay, it's you know where it is. It's, uh, it's I showed him last night. Thing, bud. Jeez, uh, he's doing yoga now. I know. Why? Why is he doing yoga? <laughs> you see his yoga pants. I did. I was impressed. Yeah, they're just sweatpants. Yeah, but they have yoga written on them. <laughs> yeah, he kind of uh, got his own custom version there. I mean, listen, uh, I'm proud of him for putting himself out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh everything's ruined, oh, Dave. Dropped his phone. I'm okay. How about you, Boo? Boo, I'm so great. What's popping off? Okay, first of all, let me just say, Uh you look like a damn champion. Thank you. Uh, Am I a little late to recording today? Yes. That's all right. And I'm sorry. You look like a champion. But I do look like a champion Uh because I got microbladed eyebrows today, meaning a gay man basically took razors to my eyebrows and put dye in them. (laughs) <laughs> you put dye in your eyebrows. I don't know. It's long story. Long story short, I look gorge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I was late. <laughs> and I look gorged. I look gorged. Listen, boo. We got to talk Thanksgiving. And we got to talk about it right now. What are you eating? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? I was eating my cheese. I just have a chunk. Oh, guys, I don't buy the chunks of cheese anymore because they make them in sticks. But not like a mm. cheese stick. Uh-huh. Like a cheese chunk in a wrapped package of plastic. 
I like how most podcasters will have a Red Bull <laughs> or a bottle of water. <laughs> Katie doesn't record till she has her cheese. I have to take my pills. So I have something to have. I have to eat so I can take my back pill. It's so true. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey. Hey. Let's just make it a safe space, okay? Uh-huh. Listen, Charlie's chewing on his bone. Yeah. I can chew on cheese. Uh-huh. That's not going to at all bug you with sound. That's I all think. right. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, well, it. now I'm co- so conscious Hold of on. it. Hold we'll on. I'll edit this out. Okay, I'm fine. All right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. It melts. So it's not, I don't have to chew it. It'll melt. So I'm, you know, it's like I'm chewing tobacco. It doesn't melt. <laughs> cheese melts, idiot. Yes, cheese melts <laughs> in the right environment. You've got a cold cheese stick you just shoved into your mouth. How's that going to melt? It melts in your mouth, moron. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's a pretty good one. Thank you. Moron's a good one. Yeah, look you don't this, hear it look enough. At this moron. Okay, so only a couple more noises and uh-huh. we're good. Okay, just my. Cheese. <laughs> now we need to take all our pills. Just a couple. Uh huh. You have something to wash that down with? Hopefully. I do. I have my old coffee that I got delivered. Yep, that's right. I'm trash. I'm a trash can human that's super depressed. What are you doing, Boo? Boo, What's what do going you want on? me you to You got a haircut today? I did. How'd that go? It went so good. Leslie is amazing, but mm-hmm. I will never tell where I go because she's too good, yeah. and I don't want to give away secrets. Is that a thing women do? Like yes. you find a good uh, hair person or nail person, you don't? Yeah. Well, what about helping that person out? Fuck no, help. find your own. Do you know how hard it's- No, helping that person. Yeah, no. No, no. 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 Your hair person. No, no, they don't need Help it. their business No, because they, they have their clientele. Mm-hmm. They're already good. They know they're good, right? So they, it's like a Lamborghini doesn't need to put up signs, right? I don't get the example. Like, okay, so Lamborghinis, I'm assuming, are fancy schmancy cars. Uh-huh. That they don't have billboards. Want to know why? Because they're freaking Lamborghinis. Oh, you mean Lamborghini itself, the company doesn't yeah. advertise because they don't have to. Exactly okay. right. I That's what I meant. said. Uh-huh. That's what I said perfectly. That is what you said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't follow that. Anyway. Okay, I used to be that person that was like, here's their number. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and meh, meh, meh. But then it's like a, it's like setting up your friends on dates. You know what I mean? Like, is this friend going to get along with this friend? And what if this friend kind of sucks and doesn't tip enough? Or what if this friend kind of sucks and like they, what if they, what if they team up? Uh-huh. What if they talk about you? Oh. What if all of a sudden she's got your eyebrows walking around and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a whole thing, boo. But yes, no, I never reveal where I go and do things. You make a great point. (laughs) I told her that today. I was like, I will never tell anyone Mm -hmm. who cuts my hair. And she started laughing and she understood. And that's why we're friends. She's bi-coastal. She goes to New York. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to say, I wanted to say bi-coastal. I'm very hyped up. You. And I'm sorry. It's because I haven't taken my pills. So hold on. Let me take these. <laughs> I am. I'm hyped up. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. All right. Let's get serious. Here comes the air pain. Open up. Don't make me laugh. Down the hatch. All right. I'm all done. Now I'm ready, guys. Listen. Guys, it is the season of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And want to know what I'm thankful for? What's that? You. Oh. 
That was cute. See, yeah, was cute. I've been such a pain in the ass today that I'm trying to be cute. <laughs> you excited about Thanksgiving, Boo? Okay, I am now because mm-hmm. we got two visitors coming. Yes, we we made Thanksgiving plans. Okay. I'm so excited. I already told like four people. Yeah? Yes, today. Okay. Strangers, they didn't care. But I told them what I'm doing for Thanksgiving, and I cannot wait. Mark and Virgie are coming over, you guys. Now, who are Mark and Virgie, for those who may not remember? Well, they're the greatest people in the history of the planet Earth. (laughs) Duh. They're our neighbors. Yeah, who happen to be our neighbors. They're, They're very sweet. And they are retired um, they're friends. They're an older platonic couple mm-hmm. that live together. They're, they're soulmates uh-huh. of the heart. Yeah. Hmm. Virgie's, uh, what would you say? They're both probably in their early 60s? Oh. Late 60s? I don't know. They're ageless. That's what's so great about mm-hmm. them. And we vibe. Yeah. We vibe. I just could not. Never have I ever connected with two people more. Virgie's very <laughs> sweet and uh, soft-spoken. You know, kind of reserved. Very, just... Very proper, sweet... Yes. Senior citizen lady. Proper. Very proper. uh, Mark is just... uh, He's just a character. Oh, he's fun. That's how he talks. Uh I'm not being rude. This is literally... He talks like Fred Schneider. Yeah, he does. He's got a very Fred Schneider vibe. He does. And he, like, he has the best one-liners. Can we stop and acknowledge (laughs) what you just did? I really thought you weren't making it. What the hell was that, boo? Okay, we're talking... Katie sitting on in my little record chair, sideways. <laughs> She's got her half-empty, day-old iced coffee. No, no, it was this morning. Oh, I thought you said it was from yesterday. No, today. I said today. She's got her purse <laughs> nearby. She reaches into her purse, grabs <laughs> a pink highlighter marker, uses it as a coffee stirrer, swirls it around inside her coffee, and then puts it back into her purse while it's dripping coffee. Boo, what's going on? <laughs> what is going on with you? You need to get your mind right. I want to say uh-huh. that I understand why you would feel this way. Yeah. But in my head, how that worked was, look, I want to suck this caffeine down. Mm-hmm. I don't have a straw. Charlie's mm-hmm. on top of me chewing his bone. Why not the little just swirl it, swirl the cup around? Doesn't work. You have to, you have to manually swirl this shit. With a magic marker? Well, here's the thing. I haven't used this highlighter ever. Mm-hmm. This highlighter is basically for show yeah. in my purse, like to maybe think I'm smart. So here we are. I know that this isn't used. This isn't in the traffic area of mm-hmm. the purse. This is like in the like normal area. Oh, okay. So it's like in a hidden pocket, if you mm-hmm. will. So I know it's kind of clean. And it's plastic. This is on par with uh, <laughs> what you do most nights when you eat your dinner. I will prepare dinner. We've got a beautiful dining room table, by the we way, really... which we do not use. <laughs> I, I can't breathe. Katie will eat dinner on the laying, basically laying on the couch. I like horizontally eating. That's not even safe. You're going to choke. Well, I don't, I disagree. She'll eat her dinner while laying down. <laughs> then when she's done, she will just take the plate and set it on the ground for Charlie to come and clean up. And then you just leave it there. <laughs> anyway. First of all. I interrupted us. You did interrupt. By observing your bizarre behavior mark and virgie 
Well, two sweethearts. You know, I did. I did. I sidetrack you. I, you did. <laughs> What's wrong? Well, so many things. First of all, this is a non-judgmental house. This is a non-judgmental house. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And also, <laughs> I have never judged you about mm-hmm. any type of eating habits mm-hmm. ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And I know you're normal, mm-hmm. but like. I, yes, I have some quirks when it comes to my eating habits, but I don't think it's a necessarily bad thing. Look at Picasso. He had weird eating habits. How do you know that? Didn't that's, he eat his ear? That's Van Gogh. Whatever. He cut his ear off. I don't think he ate it. How do you know, though? Do we know? Oh, do we boy. know about Van Gogh and the ear thing? Could be a snack. You don't know. He was high on something. I mean. I think he was high on absinthe when he cut his ear off. Yeah, and that's alcohol. You can't do absinthe, right? It's like, I thought it was like a non-alcohol thing, mm-hmm. but it's an alcohol thing. Yeah, I think absinthe, among other things, I, I guess it's its own weird thing. It's made out of wormwood. Huh. So it's more alcohol. I thought I, I it was like a drug drug, like for years. I think it has hallucinogenic qualities to it, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Well. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we brought it up. Me too. Anyway. I'm sorry. Boo. Hey. What's going on with you? You're excited about Thanksgiving. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Are you or are you going to make fun of how I eat my Thanksgiving dinner in front of Mark and Virgie? Listen here, Goober. <laughs> if you eat your Thanksgiving dinner laying down on the couch and then you put your gross plate on the floor for Charlie to lick up, yeah, I probably will make an I observation mean, it's of just, that. I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Charlie gets a snack. I get to be comfortable. Uh-huh. What's the deal? You don't think you should at least sit upright to eat dinner? I do sit up. Like, I'm sitting. I'm My back is on the, you know, I'm A lot sitting. of times you lay all the way down and put it on your <laughs> That's chest. That's not true. I don't put it on my chest. Like That's not true. Drunken hobo. I'm not a drunken hobo. I'm a high hobo. <laughs> but I'm not a drunken hobo. No, I know. I, I said wow. like. Wow. I didn't say you were a Wow, Stone. Hobo. We're really starting off strong. What are you thankful for? Boo. Cole. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, oh, like that's what Cole's... naughty kids get for oh, sand from God. Santa. Gotcha. I don't know. I was trying to put. Boo! You're excited about Thanksgiving. I was. Why are <laughs> Why are you so excited <laughs> about Thanksgiving this year? Okay, first of all, I've never had a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. where I chose the invite list. Ooh, okay. Ever, mm-hmm. ever in my life, and so have you ever done Thanksgiving without your family? Yeah, but it was still like I felt yeah, it was it was a really weird and sad and I wasn't good and it was a bunch of random people and no, it didn't work out. Yeah, but like I a still Friendsgiving? Kind of, but it was like no one knew each other except they were all kind of connected to me and then we all just drank whiskey and it was just kind of sad. It wasn't really eh, I didn't count it. <laughs> I count this as like, wow. Like, I'm really going to get my Amy Sedaras on, okay? okay. I'm going to get some fucking name tags. Was uh-huh. it name plates? Name. You know when you sit down and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's my name. Uh-huh. Where, that's where I sit. Place cards? Yeah, place cards. Uh-huh. I want to do place cards. Okay. I want to look at. there's pat- just the four of us. I know. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to do, uh, oh, we're going to clean the house so good. And uh, there's ambiance. You have to have music. Uh-huh. You have to have a certain music going. You have to have mm-hmm. aromas. Mm-hmm. Aromas are big. We'll have aromas. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, the the 
the sound, the music I'm nervous about. Why? Because, well, there's a lot of, like, we got Mark, we got Virgie, we got me, we got you. Well, I'm not going to. How are we going to, you I'm know. I'm not going to play, like, the Misfits or Slayer or anything. Yeah, I'll but who knows? Maybe they like that. I'm, I can assume that they're not into Or, that. so here's the thing. I am so good at setting up fun stuff. Uh-huh. What if I did a Christmas Thanksgiving mixture? Oh, Lord. And we're just putting two in one, right? <laughs> Here's your so Thanksgiving that... <laughs> present. Yeah. A Thanksgiving tree. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I think they should each stand on their own. I think they're two different holidays. Yeah, I, I could see your point mm-hmm. there. All right. We can do all that, you know, at Christmas time. That's true. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just trying to put Christmas together with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. even though it's the year anniversary of my past father's death. Mm-hmm. What are you thankful for? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. But we're it is. I'm excited, actually. Are you excited? Or are you kind I'm of like... I'm always excited. About it. I like Thanksgiving. Your voice went up. I'm did no, you I not? Am. Did you not want Mark and Virgie to come? Of course, I want Mark and Virgie. Well, they're to the come. greatest humans they're, in the I whole love world. Them both. They're sweet. Okay, a couple of little sweethearts. I love them. Yeah. Where's Virgie? <laughs> Virgie took care of Harvey and Truman when we were out of town. Well, because you know Cecil couldn't, mm-hmm. and they love her. Yeah. And Truman doesn't show his face to me at Truman, times. Truman, I'll come home and it'll be hours before i see truman yeah apparently every time virgie came over he immediately came out to greet her every Isn't time that sweet and then now like every time i see him he's just like where's virgie yeah he doesn't he doesn't care about us at all yeah, like all truman we love you where's virgie yeah, he's obsessed with virgie <laughs> where's virgie charlie it's enough but yeah like we talked about last week this will be our our first uh Holiday season with none of your family, and not my first without my family. But you know, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I think that's just part of uh, growing, growing up yeah. is you know pivoting into doing your own thing. And even though we don't have children, you know, I like to think that we still have a nice family unit here. We do you have a family we, unit? We and they're worse other. than children. Yeah, they're we, worse. We've got You're three worse. little goobers. They have. <laughs> they're just permanent toddlers so yeah i'm, I'm excited <laughs> uh, yeah any any excuse to cook some good food like we talked about i think uh i'm gonna do something a little non-traditional this year do a little turkey gumbo okay and i think i'm gonna make my uh broccoli casserole broccoli cheese casserole dude that thing is crack that's one of the best side dishes i make it's it's crazy that good. and your hash brown hash brown casserole oh. i that too Dude. A couple of casseroles, some gumbo, maybe a big pan of cornbread. So I was thinking, because I love the gumbo idea. Mm -hmm. I love everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to go overboard. However, I do know that Mark and Virgie have specifically talked about ham. But yet they're not getting it this year. Exactly. And I know that was a conversation, and I love that that was a conversation between them, but I have no idea why, and I feel like it was a sense of friction when she brought it up. Oh, like maybe they've argued they've, about... They've argued about the ham. But they both like that. I right? know, but I think there was like a thing, because I know Virgie told me that Mark wanted to get it in Burbank, uh-huh. and now they were going to get it on the west side somewhere, but then now they just are done with the ham. Yeah. They're not doing it. Would it be passive aggressive for us to get a ham? I was going to get a small ham, uh-huh. just so that it could be there, because yeah. if that's their thing, they like the fuck, the ham. Sorry, I keep cursing like yeah, a sailor. You, yeah, you are. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so excited. 
<laughs> I am. I am. I'm, I'm embracing the, the holidays. You know why? Because our lights went up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I'm pretty positive that my dad communicates with me through lights. Long story short, I realized he wants me to celebrate Christmas as mm-hmm. big as him because mm-hmm. he was this big, huge ball of fire personality. So now I'm just leaning into the holidays mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it weird in our way. I'm talking weird crap. Like, not like whips or chains or anything, mm-hmm. but like, not that that's weird. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm talking about like, maybe make your own gingerbread station okay. on a Tuesday. Okay. You know, hey, why not? Make a Christmas tree out of feathers. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to learn, and why not? Let's let's lean into it. Speaking of trees, you got one coming in the mail. Did you order a pink tree? I did. Yeah. When's that get here? I don't know. I think I saw in back order. A lot okay. of people like pink trees. Yeah. We're gonna have more than one tree this year, I think. Yeah. Okay. So so far we have. I'm gonna. I was looking into a palm tree. Uh-huh. A palm tree Christmas tree. Okay. That's fake and artificial mm-hmm. and pre-lit. There's a number of options, but you got to be careful with the palm tree mm-hmm. Christmas tree because yeah. it sounds neat, but really palm trees are stark. They're a stark tree. How so? Well, the the trunk is uh-huh. pretty much the whole tree, yeah. and then you got a little hat. Okay. Oh, it's not so said. much, you know, there isn't foliage. It's uh-huh. not a big, beefy tree. Uh-huh. But beefy trees aren't really necessarily my cup of tea either. Yeah. You know, I like to emulate a tree. Uh-huh. I like my tree to be in between sizes, uh-huh. if you will. Like, oh, she's looking okay. I don't know what the hell you're talking Me about. Me either. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're excited about the holidays, Boo. Thank you, Boo. Do you have any, uh, all right, we're keeping it kind of small this year. Yes, very small and intimate. What's your favorite thanksgiving dish whether it be an entree a side dish a dessert what's the the one thing that you gotta have on thanksgiving stovetop oh right you like the stovetop that's it that's all i need that honestly that is all i need my mom would have to buy multiple boxes Mm -hmm. for me because i would eat a whole box well here's the problem with that this year virgie is bringing homemade oyster stuffing and it would be a little if I if I brought gumbo over to her house for Thanksgiving and she cracked open a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup, I would I would be a little perturbed. I don't think that's similar. I think you're right. It is similar. You know what? Okay, a good distant second on the carb spectrum. Hawaiian rolls. Hawaiian rolls. Nice okay. warm little Hawaiian rolls with some butter. Ooh. Well, I was gonna make cornbread, but. You know, so now nothing. We can have Hawaiian rolls. It's fine. No, but I'm just saying. Do Do you agree? If Virgie makes, if she spends hours making a homemade oyster stuffing, and we show up <laughs> with stovetop, that's a little disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Now You're I right. understand and appreciate your love of stovetop. What if I were to make that for you the following day or the day before? Okay, like that's fine. Off the menu item. Off the menu item. Mm-hmm. Fine. Do you have, uh, what's some of your, do you have any good Thanksgiving memories? What would Thanksgiving be? Let's say uh, 12-year-old Katie. Ooh. What uh, What was going on for Thanksgiving at the uh, Strandberg house when you were 10, 11, 12 years old? 10, 11, 12. Well, first of all, my mom had name, talk about name plates. Mm-hmm. They were these tiny porcelain little, like, um, 
I don't even know. They were the size of a small, you know, those license plates that you could get when you're going to different states. And it's like, look, my my license plate says Katie on it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like that big. Okay. These were place cards, but they were porcelain. And then on it, you wrote the person's name. But here's the thing. You could use dry erase marker Ooh. and then you could wipe it off. Okay. So this is like next level. Uh-huh. Awesome, right? So that was always a big deal because when you saw your name written in Corrine Strandberg writing like uh-huh. on this porcelain little tag, mm-hmm. it was just it was just everything. Like you felt like, oh my gosh, I'm a part of the table. That's so cute okay so that was my favorite part and i would always hunt and look for my name and then if i didn't like where my name was i would erase someone's name usually judy's and then i would just i would erase the names and rewrite them even though i could have just taken the cards you know what i mean the place yeah yeah cards and moved them long story short uh so we would wait and we always ate super early like around Honestly, almost sometimes in the 11s. Really? 11 in the 11s. That's a little early for Thanksgiving. A little. Yeah. It oh. was always weird. Um, now, who all would be here? Okay. So we had mom, dad, Susie, Judy, and her, whatever she was dating at the time. Uh, me. Uh, usually depends. Uh, 12 years old. Okay. So Nana was still with us. That was my dad's mom, and she uh-huh. would fart all really? the time at the table. There and she didn't care. On purpose. She just would let it go. Yeah. And no one would say anything except for my dad, who would cackle and be like, go ahead, Phyllis. <laughs> and then Aunt Joni, uh-huh. Hector, sometimes Cousin Michelle, but they, I don't know. So about nine people. Okay, that's pretty big. And and a couple, like, stragglers. Uh-huh. You know, we'd have some stragglers. And your mom did all the cooking? My mom did all the cooking. Your dad never helped out with cooking? No. Yeah. He was busy drinking uh-huh. the wine. Okay. All the wine. Mm-hmm. Or special Cokes. Yeah, he you liked know. the special Cokes. He loves the special Cokes. But, um... Just Jack and Coke. That, that's what a special... That he was so always, cute. Yeah, I'd have those with him and go, ah, it's time for a special Coke. That was one of the sweetest things. <laughs> um, What were yours like? 12-year-old Dave. 12-year-old Dave, uh, we would always go over to my grandma's house, or Memma. Memma. Yeah, and it'd be uh, me and my mom and dad and my brother. It'd be the four of us. It'd be Memma and Granddaddy. It'd be uh, Aunt Blanche, Aunt Wanda, and then uh, Blanche's two sons, my cousins, Greg and Stephen. So we'd, we'd go pretty big. That's awesome. And we did that till, uh, I guess, till, uh, till Memma passed when I was... In my twenty, early twenties. Oh wow! So that so, was yeah. like a yeah. All throughout my teenage years and stuff, we'd go, uh, go, go over to Memo's and uh, and I've talked extensively about this about how nobody in my family was a good cook. So it was just the 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 effort was there, the gesture was sweet, but it was just you'd have a better you'd have a better chance of enjoying Thanksgiving at a high school cafeteria okay that's not true i don't it was so walk me through it it. was lunch cafeteria quality food really yeah it was just so stovetop stovetop oh uh hot dog casserole was always a favorite (laughs) i've talked about that on thanksgiving hey whenever any day's a good day for hot dog casserole and what was that was it a casserole of hot dogs not really just a bowl of chopped up wieners with four or five slices of american cheese melted on top 
Ugh. Just, just she. They ball up a whole pack of wieners, cut those up into you know, little thumb sized bits. Throw them in a big bowl. Place four or five slices of cheese on top. Throw it in the microwave. Boom. Hot dog casserole. Wow. Uh, real just back of the box, straightforward uh, green bean casserole. Ooh. Which I always hated. I loved that. Green beans. With the mushroom soup. Mushroom <gasps> soup. Yes. Little, little crispy onions. Um, you were even a food snob back then. Yeah. You're yeah. a bit of a food snob yeah, now. I know. I know. <laughs> not a bad thing trying to think what else we'd have it was always just a really dry turkey yeah craft mac and cheese Ooh. just real basic stuff mashed potatoes probably yeah sweet potatoes really instant instant mashed potatoes which Uh such an abomination Wow. I don't know why anybody would make instant mashed potatoes. You really like that emo kid. It's so easy. It's so easy. Uh, anyone can do that. No, but I. But seriously, even as a kid, I was thinking, "Come on, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is this is, all, this is the best we got." And it wasn't a, a financial thing. Like, and I'll, I'll always preface: like, I never knock people for eating crappy food. If you're, you know, if, if finances are an issue, hell, I I used to eat those god awful. Jack in the Box tacos. The first three years I moved to LA, like I get that, but it wasn't. Those not, are god awful. Those it, are delicious. Oh, oh. I could eat that for Thanksgiving and be fine. Speaking of American cheese, and just put a slice I know. of cheese. Who would have thought? Of, yeah, they're such innovators. That's um, fun. But yeah, just real mediocre, just straightforward. Just yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, "This y'all gotta do better." That's why I learned to cook. I taught myself to cook. Wow. Because I was just. That's that's quite a dilemma. Just chubby little foodie Dave. <laughs> Just like, ah, I desire for so much more than this. <laughs> this is all I got is this slop. You were forced. You were forced uh, to go was... and train yourself. <laughs> but yeah, we just, uh, yeah. But uh, now, okay, what I would do later. <laughs> um Back when I was dating this other gal years ago, uh, we would do that whole classic trick where she'd tell her family that she's going to my family's oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, God. Yeah. And I would tell my family mm-hmm. that I'm going to her. Mm-hmm. You know, just like kids trying to camp out in the woods, you know. Just tell your mom I'm at your house and I'll tell my mom. Yeah. Uh, and then, but those were sometimes the best. I would get just a little small, like a turkey breast. Like a little three pounds, just the breast, not the whole turkey. Just throw that in the oven, whip up some mashed potatoes, and then just, just have her own. I I used to enjoy that. You liked having your own. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Especially it was you know, it's not like I'm missing out on any great food. Oh, and then eventually, I think we would do that after my grandmother passed because after my grandmother passed, uh, then. We started having Thanksgiving at the Cracker Barrel. <gasps> and as much as I love Cracker Barrel, I was like, I'm not. I've always felt bad about. That's why I've never been into Black Friday. Well, Black Friday, I guess that's the day after. It's the idiots that shop on, on Thanksgiving evening. Oh, right. Not Eve, but the evening of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I guess those are the same things, right? No. Thanksgiving Eve, Eve is the day before. Yeah. But like if I say Thanksgiving evening, that's the evening of. But still. Anyway. Uh, I, I always felt weird, like, going out to eat on Thanksgiving. Just these people having to work and serve yeah. me. Like, these people should be at home with their families. 
That's true. You know, I but don't... sometimes you know you don't have one. I get that. I get that. But yeah, I just I went like one year to the Cracker Barrel for Thanksgiving, and I was just and I just told them straight up, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> but so they kept going to Cracker Barrel, and yeah. you kept doing your own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of the splitting yeah. of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving wasn't that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being like, oh, we have to get into like church clothes mm-hmm. and go sit at the table. Mm-hmm. That's about all I really, and it was always just so awkward. Did you, but you guys liked each other and like had fun, didn't you? Eh. Yeah, you a normal family. No, I'm just, when you, when you got them, got us all together, there was always a little, you know, family. What do you mean? Just, Let's well, dig but, into that. Just, uh, you know. Well, mine was different mm-hmm. because there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Who's drunk? Let's guess. Yeah. What? <laughs> See, that's one thing we we never had. Nobody in my family drank. Uh, like, nobody in my immediate family drank. My dad, mom and dad didn't drink. And I think my grandfather drank, but like on the down low. Like oh. Him and Blanche would drink in the basement sometimes. My but, sister and dad would do yeah. that. They would go and like hang out in the den. But there was no alcohol at Thanksgiving on the table or anything. There was no. Yeah, rarely. That's true. My mm-hmm. mom was probably like, no, that's mm-hmm. not appropriate. Yeah, because there was rarely anything at the table. But after and po- before, like mm-hmm. cocktail party. Well, that's why I loved, you know, my own Thanksgivings at home. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to crack some beers. Yeah. Maybe bust out a little liquor. Do it. Maybe maybe light a joint here and there and uh, do Thanksgiving my style. I like it. Yeah. Do it your way. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so cute. Yeah. We had Thanksgiving together, uh, just the two of us, a couple of years ago, didn't we? We did, and it was magical. Yeah, was yes, fun. we did. Yeah. That was so much How'd fun. How'd you get out of doing it with your family? Did you just tell them? Um, because my boundaries were up regarding a certain member of my family. Gotcha. So, yeah, okay. I decided to pull the old. I don't think I, I never could break it to my parents. Like, hey, I'm not going because it sucks. Uh-huh. But I, I think I was just like, well, I I always use the, I have to work because mm-hmm. I lived in LA yeah. and like my jobs were weird. And it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. sorry. I spent one Thanksgiving at, uh, at IHOP. Did you really? Yeah. Was it? Everything you wanted. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. What did you get at IHOP on Thanksgiving? They had a Thanksgiving. Oh, dinner. they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, at like, IHOP. Yeah. Wow. IHOP or Denny's. It was one or the other. But oh, yeah, they had wow. a Thanksgiving thing. I forget IHOP has other food than pancakes. When I was in the van, and I was just like, hey, I guess I'll go to. Oh. I got invited to like one Friendsgiving thing that year, but it was like a bunch of people that. I was like, thanks for the invite, but. Boy, what does that say about them or me that I'd rather eat alone at IHOP? That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> that says quite a lot. That says quite a lot. Uh, well, I'm glad you're excited, Boo. Thank we're, you, we're... Boo. Are you excited? Of I want course. you to be excited, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the gumbo, I think. I'm, and, you know, well, let's let's talk turkey a little bit. Uh, I just made a gumbo this week. Okay. That was delicious. pretty great. What's great about your gumbo is that as the days go on, mm-hmm. it, gets it gets better and better. Yeah, it gets better the next day. The it's next amazing. Day. I go about four days. On the fifth day, I'm, I'm kind of turned off. I don't, I don't like to eat. Four days on most things is about uh, as far as I'll go. See, I disagree. Yeah. I think you could go like a month. <laughs> <laughs> month on gumbo i'd be fine but yeah i'm gonna do gumbo uh and i was telling you this uh last night like usually the key with gumbo is the roux and most of the time 
your goal is to get that roux as dark as you can get it without burning it. Okay. You want it to look the color of like dark chocolate. So when you start on, and it took me 90 minutes, by the way, 90 minutes of constant stirring yeah. to get it that way. Because you could do it quicker, which means you got to up the heat. But then if you up the heat, you risk burning it. As soon as you burn that roux, you got to start all over. Oh. Because like, it kind of flakes off. And I'm sure you've told me that, and I did flavor. not know that. Yeah. Oh, God. So I go low and slow, and it, and it, it <laughs> takes a while. Low and slow. Um, but yeah, usually you want that like dark chocolate color because it just makes the, the whole gumbo just so rich and the depth of flavor and all that. But I think with the turkey gumbo, I'm going to purposefully uh, pull up short a little bit, make it a little blonder. Not blonde oh, per se, but okay. more of a more of a caramel color, just for the sake of it. Just because it's a Thanksgiving turkey gumbo, yeah. I just feel like it might look weird if it's too dark. Okay. So I'm gonna make it more of a caramel thing. Ooh, I like that. And I might now. Typically, now I understand what I'm about to say might change this out of might push this out of the gumbo category. One of the most important ingredients of gumbo, uh, other than the roux, you gotta you gotta have okra. Gonna have okra. I think gumbo translates into its original term. I think okra and gumbo something to do, but gumbo basically means okra. Okay. In, in from the African influence that it came from. But I know that Mark and Virgie aren't Southerners, and a lot of even I feel like okra is a very Southern thing. It is. And I feel like people outside the South are turned off by by okra. So I I'm, never knew about it. I might not include the okra for their sake. Make it a little blonder. Get rid of the okra. And instead, I will add uh, some carrots. Ooh. So I'm going to do... you got to have the trinity with the bell pepper, the onion, and the celery. But I, I might include uh, some finely diced carrot in there. I love that. And that adds some orange. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. adds some fun. Pop of color. I mm-hmm. love that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook a whole turkey. I'm gonna, A small one, but I'm going to get about a 8 or 10 pound turkey and brine it and roast it ahead of time and then debone the turkey, use the meat, set the meat aside, then make the stock out of the turkey uh, carcass. Of the leftover turkey stuff. So is that going to be, what day is that? Is that two days prior or one day prior? So th- Thursday's Thanksgiving. I will cook the gumbo on Wednesday. I don't like to, plus I like my gumbo sometimes takes like six or eight hours. So I don't want to be doing that on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. So I'll cook the gumbo on Wednesday, which means I'll make the stock. I could probably do the gumbo and the stock on the same day on Wednesday. I'll brine the turkey on Monday, roast the turkey on Tuesday, and then debone and and uh, make the stock and the gumbo on Wednesday. So it's going to be a awesome. three day process. Can I help? Sure. I feel like I should help. Sure. This is a lot. You're you saying do, you a lot. Do some prep work. You can help me with the casserole. I'm good at that. Yeah. Yeah. You're great at prep work. I'm great at prepping. But yeah, we're gonna have a good one, Boo. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a good Thanksgiving. What's your favorite? So your favorite would be the Thanksgiving where both of you guys were like, hey, we want to spend it alone. You well, think? I, mean, I mean, just, and I know that's selfish, but there no, was a sir. couple of years where it's just like, I need this. I just, I can't. I just needed it, you know? Yeah, I get it. But yeah. But now, you know, my, my ideal Thanksgiving is just, just hanging out with you. Same, boo. You know? Is there a big baseball game on? No. <laughs> 
There's no baseball ever on Thanksgiving. Oh. Uh, there, there will be some football. Be some NFL. There's always Good. a couple of NFL games. Usually there might be a college game, but. Mark and Virgie love the fall of foot. They like football. They love it. So mm-hmm. that's great. You mm-hmm. can connect there. Yeah. But yeah, as far as like. Uh, like my ideal meal, I, I like a good turkey if it's if it's done well, if it's prepared well. Like a good, I like turkey and brown gravy, homemade dressing or stuffing. Ooh, couple good casseroles. I mean, mm. it's the best. It's a good time. I think I'm gonna make. I'm gonna say this. I say this every year. I'm gonna make dessert and then I go buy pies. That's what happens. So I'm just probably gonna go buy pies. Yeah. It's Sorry. better. It's that. better. Who, you know, uh, who wants a half-assed <laughs> pie made by me? That's true. When there are things like Mimi's Cafe <laughs> or there's places where they make pies. I love a good That's pie. their job. What's your favorite pie? Oh, that's so hard. That's like, who's your favorite pet? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, okay, you go first. I'm thinking about my top three. I already have like five locked well, down. Let's separate into two categories. Okay. Fruit and not fruit. Okay. Not you... fruit, I'm going to go with pecan. I love a good, well-made home, a homemade pecan pie. Fruit Ooh. pie, I'm going blueberry. Like a good blueberry. Whoa. I love blueberry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your pecan chocolate pie mm-hmm. might have been one of the best things pretty good. I've ever eaten in my life. So easy to make. Banana cream pie. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. I also love a good chocolate pie, mm-hmm. which is basically chocolate pudding with whipped mm-hmm. cream on top, but mm-hmm. it's the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, huge fan, huge fan of pumpkin with the whipped cream. Pumpkin or go. sweet potato. I love a sweet potato pie. I mean, there there it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the classics for me. Okay. Sometimes if I feel fancy or different, like let's go a different way, uh-huh. why not get the lemon meringue pie? That's I'm... fun. It's tall. If you're going to do lemon meringue, though, yeah. you might as well go one step and make it even better. Which is? Key lime. Okay, so you're describing a great point. I love key lime pie. Well, who doesn't? I don't know why I'm whispering. I don't either. Mm-hmm. But I do, too. Here's the thing. Lemon meringue is fun because, unlike key lime, uh-huh. you I feel like I'm getting more for my buck. Mm-hmm. That meringue... Is enough. That could just be a meringue pie. I'd be fine with it. But mm. then underneath, boom, we got some lemon. Boom. Hey, hey, put them together. Delicious little fun, weird, you know, pudding thing. Where were we recently? We had key lime pie. Mm-hmm. And instead of topping it with whipped cream, oh. they topped it with buttercream. Oh, my gosh. Like the buttercream that comes inside of a... Cream-filled Krispy Kreme donut or inside of a ho-ho, if you will. Oh, my God. The buttercream substitute on the whipped cream. Yes. Oh, boy. Where was that? Oh, and I I bowed out of that dessert because I knew it was so good and your favorite, and it was delicious, but I was like, go ahead, boo. You take this. You take this pie. Was it when we were on vacation or a tour? No, it was, was here. Was I think Orleans? it was here once we, because we've been eating as if we're dying. Man, I've been, I don't know what's <laughs> I happened. I don't know either. I'm, I'm eating like I'm on death row. I am too. I'm 
starving. It's like we starved ourselves for like a month and mm-hmm. then came back and we're like, game on. Well, yeah, I definitely, I, I dieted pretty hard about six weeks leading up to the special. I, dropped, I know. I dropped about 25, 30 pounds. You have. Uh, well, no, I did. Oh. <laughs> and then as soon as the special is over, <laughs> it was like I just got out of prison. It was interesting. A lot of Southern food work, and I understand why. You barely go there. It's fall. You just filmed a special. Can't get it here. I will say what I noticed about Southern food, uh-huh. and this is just my observation, outsider looking in, a lot of beige work. Mm-hmm. If you look, work. A, lot of, a lot of, not so much green yeah. as Everything's beige. the same color. Everything's the same. A lot of tan and beige and yellow tan, and orange. Which I love as mm-hmm. an aesthetic because mm-hmm. you need a tan base. Yeah. And or a you know a neutral thing so you could add some pops of color mm-hmm. in living rooms, but with food, unclear. Mm-hmm. I I think that's when I was just getting a little. Yeah. But I mean it's delicious. Yeah. And no one can you know listen. New Orleans might be my favorite food destination. Oh, oh definitely. Ever. Is mine. I think ever. I think New Orleans is the best food city I've ever been to. Now, granted, I've not traveled abroad. I'm sure certain in France and Spain and whatnot, but in North America, you're gonna be hard-pressed to find a better food city than New Orleans. Well, yeah, because as Anthony Bourdain once said, I'm sure, I don't really know if he said this on his smash hit series, uh, it's about the culture and the vibe Mm -hmm. and and how it it just, the, um, sorry, wow, I'm beautiful, I'm a poet. Uh Um, It's kind of everything that goes into food, and you've taught me that, boo, like even different states it's like you can tell the energy put into it Mm -hmm. what what is favored what is fresh what works what doesn't like local stuff yeah well new orleans too you just have so many different cultures coming together yeah you know new orleans you had you had french you had spanish you had african you know then that branches off into cajun and creole and like you just got all these influences coming together and kind of like creating a gumbo if you will well i have a question mm-hmm. you're a southerner mm-hmm. and there are years and i understand that you're not from a foodie family yeah right but there are like you know how to make biscuits in a specific way that's is that a southern way or is that a you kind of took pieces of what you wanted because i feel like the reason I say that is because New Orleans, I feel like you cannot be a New Orleans chef unless you live there. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you're in, I don't know, it just feels like it's it's generations mm-hmm. of preparing this amazing food. Yeah. And you grow up with it and it just comes second nature like Italian food with mm-hmm. Italian families, you know? I, I Well, I think all good cooks will have traditional influence whether it be from their culture or their family, but then they also put their own twist and spin on things. You okay. know? So I do that a lot. You know, I will take, like the biscuit recipe I have is pretty straightforward, but I'm trying to think of another example. But yeah, you just, you, you learn how the origin of some of these dishes and, and how they were prepared years ago or how they were meant to be prepared and, you know, you have respect for tradition, but also you need to leave yourself some wiggle room for innovation and putting your own twist on things. Interesting. Yeah, that, to me, that's what's so fun about cooking. You what know, would you and your cooking twist... just art that you can eat? You know, 
I forgive me if you just mm-hmm. said this, but your twist on it is, um, I feel like you do a great job of like southern little sprinkles, mm-hmm. well, but just it's highlighting the flavors that I like the most. Yeah, you know. Huh. So yeah, just finding what you like about a certain dish and maybe amplifying that. So if I like red vines, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where do I go? on the trash okay well we'll put a pin in that it's the most unlike food thing i've ever eaten i just don't understand why you would say that what's I... less like food that is food than a red vine twinkie no because that's cake it's still a cake type thing is it yes oh it's a baked good even though maybe it's not even baked but it's still a cake <laughs> red vine and i know i'm going to contradict myself here because i love gummy bears but gummy bears, same thing. Like, this doesn't feel natural at all. It feels like you're red vines and gummy bears. It feels like you're eating plastic. Or well, rubber. I mean, I can't argue that. That's true. But that's the part of it I like. Uh huh. <laughs> well, we're going to have a good one. Uh, 562-548-2012. What's that? That's our phone number. What? That's a number you could call. Yeah. 24-7. Operators are standing by. Yeah. And you could uh, give us a shout. We have strayed in uh, recent months from the calls. We, we we continue to get some nice calls. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, I've just, in the last few months, I've just felt real loosey-goosey with our format. Yeah, I, I understand. I don't like being beholden to a format of like, yeah. okay, we got to get to this now. Um, but, but I love the I'll calls. I'll admit that maybe we've gone, we strayed a little too far. Yeah, I think we so, went away. Uh, we think, went away too far. I think it's time to get back into some calls. 562-548-2012. In let's, that order. Let's go to the phone, shall okay, we? Okay, let's do it. Hey there, Stonebergs. Uh, my name's Carla. <clears throat> I've actually called you before. I wanted to share a little story with you. Uh, this morning, I had to put down my sweet, sweet dog for 14 and a half years. Uh it was kind of unexpected, as unexpected as it can be for an ancient dog. Um, so I went and did that, and then I went and had a little time with a friend. And then I just wanted you guys to know that uh, I wanted to come home. She asked me, my friend that I was with, was like, what do you need to do next? I was like, you know what? I want to go home. I want to clean the place up. I want to do some laundry. And I want to listen to the Stonebergs. Uh, I don't know, you... Specifically, Katie, you uh, have been very comforting at various points in these last couple of years that you guys have been doing this. And on today, which is a pretty shitty day, (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that you're a source of comfort for somebody out there. If you ever wonder what you're doing on the show, just checking in to let you know that it does mean a lot to some people out there, me specifically. And I'm about to clean up this house and move on to the next part, and I get to listen to you guys while I do it, and that means a lot, and it's very helpful. So I'm grateful for you guys. I'm about to go listen to how your trip was out on tour. Uh, Dave, I can't wait to watch it. I suppose that's it. I appreciate you guys, and thank you. And I'm going to go listen to the last episode. Cheers. Hey, I just left you a real sad message about my dead dog. I think I forgot to mention her name. Her name is Ginger. Uh, Ginger worked as a therapy dog. I had a massage therapy practice for a while that specialized in helping people 
that have been severely physically or mentally traumatized, uh, people that are amputated, been in car accidents, assault victims, etc. And uh, Ginger uh, was a support dog for those people in various parts of our sessions. So that's it. Just thought you might want to know the dog's name. Ginger. Long live Ginger. Okay, I'm out. Thank you guys again. Carla, you just made me cry, and you made my whole year. Thank you so much. R.I.P. Ginger. I'm so sorry to hear about Ginger. That is, uh, I can't, I can't imagine what you're going through. And the fact, of course, you were a massage, <laughs> are a massage therapist, and of course, Ginger was a source of comfort and healing to so many, like you are. You just sound like such a sweet, empathetic person, and. And and that's oh, the the loss of a pet is rough. I mean, it's like your kid. It's yeah. a kid. No, I mean, and oh crap! I don't mean yeah. You get it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to say that you know our pets are as important as your actual children. But yeah, but for people who don't have children. Shit! Sorry, that was my iPad. Ah, Carla. For God people damn it. who don't have kids. Um, yeah. Pets, the next best thing. Yeah. Next closest thing. Well, and they're so close to you all the time. I mean, Charlie's like a limb. Mm -hmm. Like, he is my little barnacle. I mean, we joke about it, but if you are here in the apartment, (laughs) and I'm not exaggerating. I am not. No hyperbole. If Katie is home, Charlie is touching her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, he is always on your lap or by your side or walking with you from room to room, you get up right now and walk into the bathroom, he's right behind you. 100%. 100%. It's like he, and, and I do, I've said this before, I love that you have a personal bodyguard, 24-7. You know, he's a little fella, he probably couldn't do much, but A, he's going to try, and B, no one's sneaking up on you. That's very true. No one's sneaking up on you. Well, remember in Vegas, like he's so, there was a real creeper outside. I was on the phone like a moron outside mm-hmm. the casino walking Charlie. And this creep came up and it felt just like the energy shifted, you know, when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is bad. And Charlie lunged and I didn't even see him. And and he just started barking and I just grabbed him. Like, because the, the type of bark it mm-hmm. was, yeah. I knew, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I ran back inside. And it was like, oh, I am so grateful for this little mm-hmm. little friend. And Carla, I'm so sorry. Ginger sounds oh, amazing. Man. And, you know, some people say you have to grieve and wait. Um, I am not one of those people when it comes to dogs or animals. It's like, I like to... I need I need that emotional void filled immediately. Well, uh, we've talked about that. Yeah. Like, you know, unfortunately, that day is going to come for us. And I think the best medicine, like if, if something were to happen to Charlie and he died today, yeah. I think we got to get a new dog by tomorrow. 100%. I think you got to, would... for several reasons. And it's no disrespect to, to Charlie or Ginger or whomever, you know, no disrespect, like, but like, Let's let's fill that void ASAP. I hope yeah. Because there's a Carla, dog out I hope there you're that feeling that. Yeah. There's a, there's a do- I mean, obviously every dog every day, pets are mm. getting euthanized. You know, so like, I mean, we <laughs> even we joke about it, but like we, we're seriously one of the reasons we're 
thinking about maybe one day in the next whatever in near future trying to get into an actual house is so we can expand our family. I want so <laughs> many dogs. I'm concerned how Charlie will respond, but we we'll figure it out. I think we'll figure it you out. You just gotta go with the flow on that. But Carly, you just made my heart so happy, and I'm I'm so forever grateful for your kind words and and I'm sorry about Ginger and R.I.P. Ginger. We we love you. Fourteen and a half. That's that's a pretty good run for a dog. That I don't is... know what kind of dog Ginger was, but uh, yeah, you know, she she was kicking. She she lived a. I I'm glad she lived a long good life. I do think about that a lot because fortunately for me, I've really only experienced that once. Mm. And what I mean is, I've had a lot of pets, but when I was a kid, we had several dogs, but they always uh, one of them just ran away, another got old. Like we would give them to other people. Or, yeah. Same thing. And Ours was like I called them walk-ons. We would just yeah. have like dogs, and then they would leave. And yeah. I, I just thought that was normal. I've only had one pet die mm. in my custody, you know, and that was my sweet little dog Tiger years ago. And I, I won't get into that. But yeah, uh, we're like, listen, Carla, let's talk about our dead dog. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, I as many pets as I've had, I've, I guess I'm oddly fortunate in that i've only had one die the rest has all been like give them to a grandma or a right. cousin or it ran off or uh, i had three beautiful cats in a previous relationship but then you know when we broke up she took all three cats and it was like okay is as painful as that was missing the cats at least i didn't i was no longer there for yeah. the end of their lives and yeah. I, I think all three of those cats have deceased by now but uh anyway point being is is we're so attached to our little goobers that i can't help but think about that some days like oh boy days, yeah the day's coming no i know and like how how are we going to respond to that you know but i think the you guys just stay in the moment but we gotta stay in the moment me personally the only way i'm going to be able to cope is to uh go get another one asap yeah mm-hmm. i understand that i I don't know. I think I would probably need like a day mm-hmm. with my ADHD brain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. No one's going to replace your dog yeah. because they all are just so different and beautiful mm-hmm. and bring, I, I think they come into your lives when you need it. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, Charlie came right after mama passed away. Literally the next day. And I know it was mom being like, here, take care of something else. Mm-hmm. And and it felt Charlie got me out of bed. I mean, we trauma bonded. So mm-hmm. that's why we are connected at the hip. Yeah. He just was there and would bark and be annoying. He was the perfect dog and is for me. And I believe you. I remember texting you and being like, look at this puppy. And you were like, we have a dog now, don't we? And I was like, yep. That's how our little guy came in. But yeah. He's, he truly has been a blessing. He has. I know people say that. But no, like. but it's... And and I I know he's harsh and... I mean, he's he's not the best behaved dog, <laughs> let's be honest. He's got some he's behavioral got some issues. Yeah. Um, but he means well. But it's like, I get the opportunity to walk this little guy. And I get the opportunity to see him grow and learn and smell. And 
I, I used to be annoyed at that, like, ugh, I have to go walk the dog, or ugh, like, eye roll. But then it's like when you make friends with it, and not the dog, you're, the relationship you have in your head with your dog. Mm-hmm. This is like getting inside baseball mm-hmm. with my head. But it's like, oh, my gosh, how cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to go get this guy his haircut. Mm-hmm. I get to go take this little pal with me in the car. Like, how cool yeah. is it? It's just having a little pal. Yeah. And he's just such a sweet little fella. So, Carla, I hope you get a ginger part two. Let's not name her that, though. No. I don't know. Or maybe if you feel like it. You <laughs> do you. That's a great name. Yeah, ginger part two. It's part two. <laughs> but hang in there, Carla. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, R.I.P. Ginger. She uh, sounded like a great dog. Harvey's here. Harvey. I'm a good dog. He just... Pa- not a dog, but He used his head to yeah, he butt hit, the door. He head butts the door open. <laughs> Harvey don't mess around. <laughs> but uh, thanks for the uh, call, Carla. And, Thank you. Uh, best of luck moving forward. And uh, that was a nice tribute to Ginger. Yes. Keep us posted. Uh, 562-548-2012. We're going to try to get back. We're back into calls, back guys. Back into routine with some of these calls. Uh, another feature I want to start including, maybe not every week, but just uh, whenever I uh, have a passionate example. I love um, this. I like to fancy myself as a pretty good driver. I feel like I'm knowledgeable. I feel like my hand-eye coordination is good. I feel like my common sense is good. Uh, unfortunately, I'm in a city where I'm surrounded oh boy. by some of the worst effing drivers. Okay, before we Los start Angeles this. Drivers. Okay, uh-huh. one second. Uh-huh. Let's remember mm-hmm. that we want to be positive mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. I don't want you to have a heart attack, okay? Okay. Because you get mad, and it, it hits a level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's just, uh, you, I want you to be creatively free. Mm-hmm. I love this segment. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's it's your therapy. I get it. Uh-huh. But yeah, just careful of the blood okay. blood All boiling. Right. I'll do uh, Dave's Traffic School. <laughs> I feel like I want to give something back to the community. I want to be a uh, a, a public service if you will and uh just a little and i'll, I'll do this you know in but a, i just no no yeah, you can I'll, be I'll as be animated yeah. but right. i'll let you yeah, yeah no I'll be, I'll be fine i'll do this in a calm and collective nature <laughs> but i just feel like some people need a refresher course on some real basic things and here's something i've uh, seen several times this week alone uh let's talk about right on red okay <laughs> now traditionally i'm a huge fan of turning right on red even when it says that you can't. I still turn right on red. Now, you do have to, I will preface, sometimes those no right on red signs, it's because you're at a five or six point intersection. Now, I'm not saying take it, uh, you know, amongst your, take it amongst yourself, take it upon yourself to uh, to break those rules when you've got a five or six point intersection. What I mean is like, for example, LA people, Los Feliz, where Sunset and Hillhurst and Hollywood all kind of come together. That's a six-point intersection. Yeah, it's a big So a big in- when those signs say no right on red, that's because there's so much else going on that you're going to mess up somebody else if you turn right on red. I'm talking about classic uh, four-point intersection or a three-point intersection. Uh, right on red, yield, make sure no one's coming. Boom, make that right on red. Carry on about your day. Big fan of that. However... Now, in this particular scenario, I need you to not turn right on red. And what I mean is, all right, 
Classic intersection. All right, let's say we got a nice four-point intersection, classic intersection, red lights, not, not stop signs. All right, I'm in the north. I'm going northbound, right? And okay. I'm wanting to take a right-hand turn and go eastbound. Okay. Right? I've got a red light. Okay, right on red if I can, unless, so the east-west people have got the green light. Okay. I'm, I'm facing north, trying to go right, east. I got a red light. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's very little traffic, sure, check check your surroundings. Okay. And if you got a clear path, make your little ride on red, going about your day. But here's the thing. Here's what so many people do in this city. Uh, a lot of times, that east-west route, they have the green light, but what happens when it's a clogged intersection, right? Yeah, and I, this is hard to explain without visual aids. But, all right, let's talk about that real quick, because one relates to the other. Okay. You got a green light, all okay. right? But you can't, there's a lot of traffic. You're the first one in line at, the, at that intersection. You got a green light. Yep. But... The traffic's not moving. So if I just go on green, I'm going to get stuck out in the middle of the damn intersection like an idiot. You have to make sure, before you proceed on green, you have to make sure that you can safely clear that intersection. Meaning you can go all the way through it without getting stuck in the middle. Okay. Okay. So a smart driver in that (laughs) scenario, even though I've got a green, I see that it's kind of clogged up there. So if I were to go, I'd probably get jammed up in the middle of the intersection, and then, then the light's going to change, then I'm the world's biggest asshole. All right, so you don't want to do that. A smart driver, even though he's got a green, will pause, and if he can't clear the entire intersection, even on a green, he'll pause until that traffic in front of him loosens up, and then he can go. Right. All right, when I'm pausing on my green, it's for that reason. It's not so that the person going north, turning right, I'm not pausing so you can make your right on red. Yeah. You're going to have a green in a few seconds. Calm the F down. Right. Does any of this make sense? I feel like it's hard to explain without visual aids. No, no, it does make sense. I know what you're saying. I'm, okay. I, 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 I'm redoing the scenarios. Okay. All right. Instead of me turning <laughs> right on red, <laughs> facing north, wanting to go east, let's pretend I'm Sorry. now in the other lane. I'm facing east. I've been going east the whole time, right? I got a green light, but I can't clear the entire intersection. So I'm pausing on green. Now that asshole who was facing north wanting to go right, wanting to go east, I'm not pausing so you can now go right on red. You'll get your turn. Yeah. So just think about that. When you're about to make a right on red, just look east west if you're if you're facing north wanting to go east or whatever the scenario is just make sure the cross traffic is not paused to keep the intersection clear right that annoys the shit out of me yeah i i can tell um i don't know if any of that made sense it does make sense mm-hmm. it does no i understood i was laughing mm-hmm. because you are so good at direction mm-hmm. that in my head what i was just doing was never eat shredded wheat Never eat shredded wheat. Trying to figure out the shredded wheat of it all. Meaning, oh, you were saying north and east, and it's hard for me to mm-hmm. picture that. So mm-hmm. that's probably why my face looked mm-hmm. far away. That's okay. And I'm sorry. No, no but I, I still don't know if I, you know, I hope the listener understands what I'm saying. Like, 
When no, I'm, you explained it clearly. When I'm pausing on a green, it's not, be, you know, I'm not pausing to let you turn right. You're going to have a green light in a few seconds. Calm down. Right. You know? Now he's turned right on red. Now he's in the middle of the intersection. Right. And it's like, hey, asshole, that's why I didn't go. So I wouldn't be the idiot in the clogging up the intersection. So when you turn right on red. Just make sure that the people going, you know. The green light. Yeah. The green light people. If you're going from north to east, make sure the people that were going east the whole time, make sure, and they've got a green light. Yeah. You know, make sure they're not pausing. They're not pausing to let you go. Right. They're pausing so they themselves don't clog up the intersection. Right. So just if you're turning right on red, look to your left and make sure that those people that are going crossways, make sure that they're not stopped to keep the intersection clear. I agree. So much I... of driving is just, <laughs> it's so much of it's just common sense, but so much of it too is just thinking one or two steps in advance. You know? Yeah, no. It's... You just have to think, what is everybody else out here doing? My dad always said driving to look very far ahead. Mm -hmm. Like never just look at the car in front of oh, you. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yes, you're looking at the big picture, but you're also looking in front of you. Mm -hmm. It is you have to be on. Mm -hmm. You have to be present and you have to be there. Trust and believe because, mm -hmm. of course, the first time I got my license, I boom, rear ended somebody because yeah. of my ADHD and, you know. Yeah. Being afraid behind the wheel. Here's another little trick in that same example. All right, you're turning right on red, but there's someone in front of you turning right on red, too. You're okay. second in line, right? Okay, yeah. If you're second in line and you're trying to make a right turn, don't even look left. Don't even be looking at oncoming traffic. What? Because what happens is there's someone in front of me, right? And then he's looking to his left, and then I'm looking to my left, and then I see that it's clear, and then I assume... That he went or is going. Right. And then I go and then I turn around and boom, he's not going. And then I rear end him. What I mean is when I'm when I'm stopped and I'm trying to turn right on red, I'm not even if there's someone in front of me, I'm not even looking over here yet. I want to just stay here and make sure that he goes. And then once he goes in right. front of me, or she, or they, then I can look to my left. For oncoming traffic and then make my right hand turn. So many people rear end people in that scenario because there's someone in front of them, but yet I'm looking, I'm worried about oncoming traffic when I, my biggest threat is the person in front of me. Right. I need to make sure they go. So I look to my left, see mm -hmm. that it's clear. I start to go. And for whatever reason, this guy didn't go. Boom. I rear ended him. So when you're second in line, mm -hmm. instead of worrying about looking at that oncoming traffic, I don't even look. I just wait until this guy in front of me leaves. Then I look and go. Yeah. So. I appreciate that. No, right. I think that you just saved a life. <laughs> well, I, don't I know about do. That. I just... think so. I I believe it. And here's the other thing. And I'm I, I'm guilty of this too. But we all need to try to make a bigger effort mm -hmm. to put down our effing phones while we're driving. In L.A., <laughs> it's insane it's insane it's true. how many people who've got a green light and they just sit there for five mississippi because they were looking at their damn phone i, I mean i agree 
I am one oh, of those people, though, that sometimes do that. And I've Here's done it, too. Thing. I've done Call it, too. Call me, then. That's why it's hard, because people will text me. And I'm more of a caller anyway. Mm-hmm. So just call me on the phone. Leave a voice memo. These are things I can do and still look at the road, mm-hmm. right? I, I just press a button on my fancy schmancy computer car mm-hmm. and boom, there's a person. But the texting is where I get caught up because mm-hmm. you want to be kind. Mm-hmm. You want to get back to that person. No, They're they waiting wait. on you. They're waiting on you. They want to see the dots. By the way, well, I we do that. If ever I respond to you with just an emoji, emoji, you're driving. I'm driving. Okay. I'll just, I'm not trying to be short. I'm not trying to be <laughs> we've flaky. Had, clearly, we've had this discussion. Like, a lot of times I will just send you a heart or I like, right. I'm, I'm a fan of just the cheeseburger emoji. Yeah. You love that one. And nothing. I like it. I like but, it. I think know. it's fun. Or just know that, you know, especially people you're close with, like, okay, Katie didn't respond to my text. She's probably driving. Or I, here's the other thing. My phone is an enigma mm-hmm. wrapped in a riddle. It literally is in my purse until I get like, oh, shoot, I need to check this. And then I bring it out. And then there's all these texts, not because I'm important, because I have weird notifications on where I get even like <laughs> spam email text messages. But yeah, I'm sorry if I can't get back to you right mm-hmm. away. I get it. I don't know where I'm going with this, but... Boo, do you mess with your phone a lot? When no. You, you just admitted that you did. I used to. You used to. Okay. Just, let's, let's all try to practice that. Hey, let's all try let's to practice. I will. I'm going to put my phone down. Mm-hmm. I think we should all just get back into the hardline phones. Let's yeah. get back to it. Let's get the answering machines out. Let's Let's just live our truth. Oh, here's one more. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do all my little rules here. Speaking of phones, all right. I've tried to adhere to a new rule of I don't. I'm not on my phone while I'm moving in any capacity. If I'm moving in my car or if I'm walking, that's not true. I've seen you on your phone if, moving. If I'm walking, no, I try to. I'm oh, saying. I'm sorry. What I'm leading up to is uh, okay. If you live in a city with a lot of pedestrians. Oh, and right. if you yourself are a pedestrian, good for you, walking around, <laughs> getting stuff done, saving emissions. <laughs> Just because you have a walk sign at a crosswalk, at an intersection, you know, hey, it's the, it's my time to walk. Yes, it is. That little sign is not going to protect you from a drunk driver or someone who's had a stroke behind the wheel or anything else. What I mean is... When it's your time to walk across an intersection, maybe take your head out of your damn phone, and even though you have the right-of-way, still look left, right, left again. So many people in L.A. are just zombie shuffling through intersections, even though they have the the go-ahead-and-walk sign, Mm -hmm. staring down at their phones. And the drunk driver or the person who had a heart attack, and they come barreling through that intersection at 60 miles an hour... No one gives a shit who had the right-of-way when everybody's dead. I'm serious. No one gives a shit that that poor lady, oh, well, she had the right-of-way, and then she got ran over by a car. Well, yes, shame on that car for whatever reason. Maybe it's a medical emergency. Maybe it's no shame. But also shame on you for just blindly going. I'm just going to shuffle across this busy intersection where there's literally dozens of two-ton death machines 
I'm just going to go ahead and assume and hope that everybody's paying attention and stops on a red light. I've seen so many people almost get ran over by people running red lights, and then they get mad at the guy who ran the red light. Yes, he's the jerk for running the red light. You're an idiot for staring down at your phone while you're walking front in front of giant death mobiles. Exactly. Well, let's think of it this way. Crossing the street, take your head out of your phone. And make it snappy. Mm-hmm. Yes, put Come a little on. hustle on it. Let's not yeah. wander. Yeah. This, especially in Los Angeles, move, move. Pick them up, put move, them down. Move, move. Yeah, just because you got the go ahead. Yeah, just I am get, very, get very courteous when it comes to crossing. I will give a shuffle. I sometimes will run mm-hmm. just to prove, yeah. hey, yeah. I see you, driver. Mm-hmm. I know you're busy. You have things to do. I have to walk too. Let me just make it fun. I'll, I'll burn some extra calories. Let's look at this differently. Let's mm-hmm. look at driving like a video game. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let, I'm going to get to the places, place safely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself some more time in the car so I can listen to a podcast, the Stonebergs. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to treat this as a fun thing, mm-hmm. not as an eye roll. Ugh. Because remember, guys, this used to just be horses and carriages. And then all of a sudden, we got these automotive vehicles that are a joy. And now there's computers in them and that's fun and you can look at your apple playlist and be like play my favorite and then boom you got favorite mix going you're listening you're in your own zone but you're also attentive to the road i think just have fun with it but also be courteous mm-hmm. i was just reframing it to be more fun okay i don't know no, thank you boo you're welcome but you, boo. boo those are valid concerns yeah and i love dave's traffic school dave's traffic school i love it Come on. Get on board. Get your head out of your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Boo, uh, word of mouth this week. Uh, I got two. I wanted to, we we finally saw a terrific movie. Oh, yes, we did. I talked about this on uh, Boogie Monster. We'll talk about it again, though. Emily the Criminal. So good. One of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time. It was amazing. Yeah. Really, and not like fun, fun. It's not like a happy, fun, feel good movie. It's not horrible, but it's it's a thriller. It's an action oh. crime thriller, but just like it's yes. action packed. Like I it's enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Action packed. Uh, what's her name? Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza's in it. She's the only one that I really knew. Of yeah. Other than uh, shout out to my rest in peace, Ricardo Flanagan, my buddy mm. from Detroit, one of the nicest dudes I ever met. Just. uh Funny dude, nice dude. I've never met anybody from Michigan I didn't like. Oh, that's Everybody I've ever met from Michigan I like. Yeah, I could I, see I, that. I, I well, they I, got the lakes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ricardo <laughs> Flanagan, a uh, very funny dude. Been out here probably about 10 years and uh, passed away last year during COVID. Mm. But uh, he showed up with a pretty decent little role in this movie. Uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I think his name that. was Mike. Uh, not to spoil anything, but he's uh, big Mike. But uh, yeah, just one of the... Most fun movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah. Emily it was great. Yeah. And it went by fast. I like, you know, I like my thrillers to go fast. Mm-hmm. I like I like a badass female yes. lead. Yeah. Like, what the F? She Aubrey Plaza coming out with yeah. that big guns and just, I mean, I loved her. Yeah. I loved her. Excellent movie. And she's also in White Lotus, which I'm loving. Yeah, the new White Lotus, I was about to say. We're enjoying that. We're loving. about, what, three episodes in? Loving it. Loved the first season. I was a little disappointed. I, I don't know why I just assumed they'd be in Hawaii again. But Me too. If you watch the first season, they follow uh, one character, I guess two, 
but uh, Jennifer Coolidge and, oh, right. and her new beau um, in season two, they're now vacationing in Italy. And, it and now beautiful. we follow them and see about their adventures in Italy and then meet new characters. But uh, yeah, excellent. It's, it's a brilliant uh, writing mm-hmm. exercise, like such a smart show because White Lotus is a chain. It's a fancy schmancy resort mm-hmm. chain, like a yeah. Hilton, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's... What a great, you can never run out of cool places yeah. to have this amazing show. Yes. It, it's yeah. just perfect. Season three, I'm assuming Love she'll it. go somewhere else. Oh, I'm gosh, where? I don't okay. know. But yeah, really fun show, White Lotus. But uh, yeah, if you're looking for something, a uh, new series to get into, what's that on? HBO Max? I think so. HBO Max. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, White yep. Lotus. And if you haven't seen season one, check it out. It's oh. too. And Jennifer Coolidge might be the funniest human. She's so funny. On the planet. She's one of those people who's funny without trying to be funny. Like, yeah. Oh, you're just naturally. She's naturally funny mm-hmm. and naturally just it's and the direction and writing of it is so wonderful to watch a female just get to be funny. Yeah. Like they give her room. Mm-hmm. You could tell it's improvised. She cracks everybody up yeah. like so many people. You could tell they're just trying not to break. Uh-huh. It's so I mean, she's just it, she's she's figured it out. Mm-hmm. She's figured it out. Yep. And uh, one more word of mouth this week. Uh, my buddy Andy Sanford has a new special. Oh, yeah. If uh, you're in need of some new comedy, Andy Sanford uh, Basket Case. It's on YouTube. It's on all the uh, streaming services as far as the audio version. But if you want to see the video version, it's on YouTube. Uh, filmed at the Earl, where I filmed my special oh, in Atlanta. Yay. But uh, Andy, literally uh, my first comedy buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Andy like two months into stand-up and... Uh, we hit it off, been buddies uh, now for about 16 years. Uh, one of the best joke writers. Oh, Just uh, an absolute wordsmith and a uh, great storyteller. But uh, the new one, Basket Case, very funny. Uh, check out Andy Sanford, oh, S-A-N-D-F-O-R-D, so S-A-N-D-F-O-R-D, Sanford. And pronounced, uh, the D is silent, but uh, pronounced Sanford, but uh, spelled Sandford. Basket case. So good. Very funny. Get into it, guys. Check it out. Boo, where can we find you on the social media stuff? KT Low Stramberg on Instagram and then KT Low Stramberg on TikTok. There you go. Boop, boop, How, how's boop, TikTok going? Boop, boop. Oh, it's dormant yeah, right yeah, now. Dormant. I'm really, every time I go on, I'm just looking at the um, uh, Iran mm-hmm. <laughs> news. So I think it kind of bums me out to make yeah. content that's yeah. funny. Maybe I should. Anyway, I'll do more. (laughs) Boo, any plugs? Yeah, I'm going back on the road. uh, Mm. First week of December. First first nine days, I guess. Uh, Starting December 1st, I'll be in Lafayette, Louisiana. Then Bryan, Texas. Then Little Rock, Arkansas. Then Fort Worth, Texas. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Trinidad, Colorado. And just added Manitou Springs, Colorado. Uh, all of those tickets uh, finally uh, for sale. Uh, I won't rant anymore. I ranted on the Boogie Monster about how it's like pulling teeth to get a damn ticket link. It's uh, hard. Yeah. I mean, technology's well, tough. Gotta wait and see who the guest spot's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all those tickets available at dumbdavestone.com. Lafayette, uh, Bryan, Texas, Little Rock, Fort Worth, Albuquerque, Trinidad, Colorado, Manitoba Spring, Manitou Springs, Colorado. Uh, December 1st through the 9th. And then I'm going to stay, if it's all right with you, I'm going to stay in Manitou Springs an extra night because the same venue I'm playing on Friday night, uh, the next day, Mike Cooley of the Drive-By Truckers will be there. Oh, good. Yeah, go have fun. I'm going to have to stick around and check that show out. Yes, have a good time. 
good time. One of my favorites. I'll so. be working on Christmas decor. But uh, right on, boo. Um, yeah, I think we're probably going to take next week off because uh, i got to really focus on this gumbo. Okay, I understand. But, uh, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're so thankful for you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if the holidays are, are tough for you, uh, just do what you got to do. Figure out how to make them uh, a little more bearable. Yeah, so, and know. if it's watching murder documentaries, don't judge yourself. Mm-hmm. Do it. Get I love it. that. Have some fun, eat yeah. some good food, be safe, and we'll talk to you guys in a few weeks. We love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram at the Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. Thank you.